TII Item 280, August 29th, 2013. Yeah, I like it a lot. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by the TII app, the official app for the Today in iOS podcast. Search for TII in the iTunes app store. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Chris for sending in the music you hear in the background. Chris wrote, Hi, Rob. Check out the recording I made in the app Session Band. Also a version of jazz, piano, and guitar. Quite fun. Regards, Chris in London. Thanks, Chris, for the music. And folks, I'll put the full song at the end of the episode. Also want to thank, well, Chris again for sending in the artwork for today's show. Chris wrote, Hi, Rob. Here's a 24-karat gold iPhone photo. I used the app Photoshop Touch to add the text. Regards, Chris in London. Chris, thanks again for sending in this artwork. And you can see Chris's artwork in the TI app in the extras for episode 280, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer, as the album artwork, and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash todayinios. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, as more developers reach consumers through platform-independent technologies such as HTML5, Apple's App Store could be cut out of the loop as customers gain freedom to transfer their chosen applications from one device to another. Unquote. Michael Holt, CFA, Morningstar, 28th of December, 2011. Okay, in fairness, initially Steve Jobs said HTML5 apps were the way to go, not native apps. But that was June 2007. By October 2007, Steve realized slash admitted he was wrong. This quote was December 2011. Well, makes one kind of wonder where Mr. Holt had his head buried the four plus years leading up to said quote. Just saying. For promo codes on episode 279, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Cytos Puzzle Adventure. I'll be drawing for winners sometime in the next week. If you want more info on that app, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 279 for the additional details. Also for the app Check Me Out iPad version, I have a couple of promo codes left. First come, first serve on those. Listen to episode 278 for more info on that app. This week, we have promo codes for a few apps. The first one is the app Taboo Game. Here is the review from the dev. Hi everybody. I just made a new app. This is Taboo Game. Tabu game is the family game which may help you to while away the time at the party. You can play the Tabu game anywhere, at home, during a break at work, on the train and in many other places. Game contains 252 cards with words. The rules are simple. You need to explain a particular word without naming it or other associated with it for a limited time. These words are Tabu, forbidden words. For example, try to explain the word football without using the words sport, game, goalkeeper, ball and fans. One hint that will immediately make it clear is to list the names of several teams. 
And don't forget that you have only a minute and then turn gas to the other team. Try it to understand how it's cool. Thanks. Thanks to Dev for his review of his app, Taboo Game, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Taboo in the subject line. The second app we have promo codes for is the app 10,000 Mandarin Chinese. Here is the written review from the dev. Quote, 10,000 Mandarin Chinese is a Mandarin Chinese app in the iTunes App Store. It is created by a Chinese programming team that spent over a year developing it. This app contains around 10,000 of the most practical and authentic audio and text sentences that are widely used in daily communication in China. Standard Mandarin pronunciation with both normal reading rate and slow reading rate. The voice is loud and clear. Each sentence has a related picture to help the user. Word-by-word -word definitions are also very useful for the Mandarin learner. Whether you are sightseeing, traveling, studying, or communicating with Chinese, it will become your indispensable assistant in all aspects." Unquote. Thanks to the dev for his written review of his app, 10,000 Mandarin Chinese, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Chinese in the subject line. The third app we have promo codes for is the app Flying Ruler. Here is the review from the dev. Hello, my name is Alexey Bulyov. I'm the developer of the new app Flying Ruler. The Flying Ruler allows you to measure distances simply by moving your phone from one point to another. The application is accurate on average to within 4% on first measurement if you measure carefully. You can, however, significantly improve accuracy by making a series of measurements. Flying Ruler also lets you measure angles simply by moving your device from one point to another. The ruler is accurate within one degree when measuring angles. You can find out more information about the app at our website flying-ruler.com. Please check out the video which gives you more detail about using the app. The app is now available in the App Store for 99 cents, and you can download it for both the iPhone and the iPad. Thank you. Thanks to the dev for his review of his app Flying Ruler and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code of this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Flying Ruler, two words, in the subject line. As always, just send in one email for one specific app. If you send in multiple emails or ask for multiple apps in a single email, then, well, no soup for you. A quick reminder, if you are an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating you are the dev. Also, when you send in the promo codes, make sure to let me know when they expire. Some sad news in the tech world. Seems we're losing another CEO named Steve. This time it's Steve Ballmer and he's being kicked to the curb at Microsoft. I think it is fitting to mention this bomber here up front because, well, I'll really miss his always entertaining quotes. The one quote that Steve Ballmer, however, will always be remembered for is the one where he laughs at the iPhone back in January 2007. A clip of that starts off TII, with Ballmer saying, well, here, let me play this. Yeah, I like it a lot. And well, that quote has been the beginning of every episode of TII all the way back to April 2007. Actually, if you ever heard the promo for the show, it is an edited, oh, slightly edited, version of that interview that Bomber gave. I like my version better. If you search for item space 0000 in the TII app episode list, you can listen to that promo. It's in the app still. <laughs> 
So Steve Ballmer, you, or at least your quotes, will be greatly missed on this show in the years to come. Speaking of all this, there is a post out there titled, If Steve Ballmer Ran Apple, and it starts, quote, Bear with me. I know my premise is ridiculous. Imagine Steve Ballmer was right now the CEO of Apple, unquote. And at that point, I threw up a little in my throat. Someone, please get me a crowbar. I have a mental image I need to pry out of my head. Ugh, what a horrible thought. Honestly, I could not bear to read the rest of the article, but if someone else has a stronger stomach than me and a worse short-term and long-term memory, please let me know what it said. Personally, I think Tim Cook is the right person in charge of Apple at this point in time. I'm not saying he is better than Steve Jobs. I'm not an idiot. No one is better than Steve Jobs was. But sadly, Steve Jobs is no longer with us. And for those that are with us, I think Tim is the right person for the CEO position at Apple. Because of his supply chain experience, Apple's key strengths have been one of figuring out which way the market was moving before others and then being able to lock down the supply chain needed to support mass adoption of their products. That is not an easy task. And Apple's management of the supply chain when the MP3 market took off was key in keeping competition many steps behind Apple. So I will say this about the only thing more frightening than Steve Ballmer as CEO of Apple, maybe Ron Johnson as CEO. Just saying. But I don't lose any sleep with Tim Cook in the CEO position. And considering my entire 401k is wrapped up in Apple stock, that should say a lot. A lot was made in the past week, plus about Apple's market share of China's tablet market. Seems that a bunch of domestic Chinese companies have been flooding the market with low, low cost and low, low feature and poor, just poor crappy Android tablets. Most of the articles focused on Apple having just 28% of the market down from 49% a year earlier. What most don't mention is the market share for any other companies. Samsung is second in China at 11%. Lenovo was third at 8%. And then it rolls off a cliff, and no one beyond that has more than 1%. So you're looking at well over 50 different manufacturers with less than 1% each. But somehow, most of the articles seem to slip in a quote from Sean Rain, managing director of China Market Research Group, where he said, quote, Apple has lost its luster in China in the past six months and is no longer the must-have product in any category, unquote. Or is it that Apple, whom is still the single largest seller of tablets, is being surrounded by a sea of crappy, cheap tablets, Android tablets, and since they have not released a new device in almost a year, that's Apple, there's just less buzz. Even if the IDC numbers mentioned above are true. Remember, it's actually a shipment number, not a sold number. And Apple's share of the sold market will be higher. I guess where I was going with all this is, these articles look at market share of units shipped. And not market share of units sold. Or more importantly, market share of profits made in this market. I would assume if Apple could keep capturing oh, 85 to 90% of the tablet market share profit, they would be fine with that. And they really wouldn't care too much about what their market share is for units shipped that IDC pins on them. There's one story that made the rounds last week, and it was about comparing the amount of electricity an iPhone uses versus a refrigerator, claiming the iPhone uses more, or so it would re-reported by many, many? Um, no. Uh, not even close. 
First, the source story was not just about the iPhone versus the fridge, as it was re-reported by many. It was about all the electricity needed to build the iPhone and that the iPhone uses and that is needed to support the servers supplying it data versus that needed for the fridge. Sadly, the story comes from someone discredited with a similar story around 2000. And really, I have given this story way much more time than I should have. It is just that many sent in links of it asking my thoughts. And well, I have only one link to put up and that's from Jonathan Kami at cleantechnica.com, whom I believe did the only real good post on this, not just calling out the originator of the story as a discredited attention grabber, but also going point by point why the story makes well, no more sense than it, what he was discredited for in the past. Look for the link in the show notes for episode 280 at todayinios.com titled, Does Your iPhone Use As Much Electricity As A Fridge? No Way, Clean Technica. And then you will know the rest of the story. Into the email bag we go. Hey Rob, I had a couple of things I wanted to share with you. First, I had no issues with the latest TII app update on my iPhone 5 running iOS 7 Beta 6. Second, I found a cool feature in Beta 6 in the Messages app when you're in a conversation, you can swipe left and hold to view the timestamp for each message. Regards, Michael O, Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Michael. Thanks for the tip for iOS 7 Beta 6. And thanks for the feedback on the TII app. And thanks to everyone else that sent in feedback as well. As you might have guessed, since there were two updates in about a week, one of them had some bugs. That would have been the first one. But... The main reason for the updates was to get them ready for iOS 7. One thing we wanted to do was make sure when iOS 7 launches, the TI app is ready and working as it should be with iOS 7. So if you have beta 6 or later of iOS 7 and the TI app, please put it through its paces, check all the great extra features like the link list that is with each episode, call the show, email the show, download for airplane mode, playback, and more. If you don't have the TI app, it is just $2.99 in the App Store. Get push messages and more. TI app is the best way to listen to this show. One of the other new features in the TI app is better voiceover compatibility, especially on the iPad version at the bottom uh, with those bottom buttons. Thanks to all that sent in feedback on that one. Again, uh, search for TII in the iTunes App Store, and thanks for supporting the show. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I hope you're doing great. Just showing this article, if you haven't seen it already, by the way. I'm not sure if I'm the only one in my country in Belize that listens to your show, because everyone I've told never heard of your podcast. Ouch. But I'm spreading the word. I'm an avid fan of Apple due to their quality products, and it seems that app, my Apple's vibes is infectious. 90% of my friends have iPhones or iPads, Macs, and I keep getting more friends to switch. Looking forward to a new episode as always. Take care. Regards, Stefan M. in Belize. Hi, Stefan. I see looking at my stats, I have a few listeners in Belize, between four and eight for any specific episode. Not sure how many of those other listeners you are responsible for, but thank you very much for promoting the show to your fellow countrymen. And thanks for the heads up on the article at All Things D, which is another in a long line of articles, surveys, comments since. 
about how iPhone owners are more loyal than Android owners. This time, it is a report from SERP, which stands for Consumer Intelligence Research Partners, which looked at four quarters of smartphone platform loyalty surveys collected from July 2012 to June 2013. During that period, 81% of iPhone users that purchased another smartphone purchased another iPhone, versus just 68% of Android users buying another Android smartphone. Also from the data, nearly three times as many Android owners switched to the iPhone as iPhone owners switched to the Android. Reminds me of a word problem. If bucket A leaks at a rate of 3x per month, and bucket I leaks at a rate of x per month, and if bucket A starts with 30x in it, and bucket I starts with 20x volume in it, and assuming all leaks end up in the other bucket, how long before bucket I passes bucket A in volume? Yeah, I know, kind of sounds like a interview at Google. Or put another way, when the smartphone market does reach saturation, it will be the amount leaking from the other buckets that fuel growth. Hey Rob, it's Dick from Canada, um, just sending you a message. Uh, I was listening to the most recent podcast, and you were talking about uh, the iClean app from the App Store. Um, I actually have a program on my PC, which it's also available for um, uh, Mac. It's called uh, Phone Clean. It's by a company called iMobi. Um, it does actually a lot of it does actually the same process, but you have to physically connect your phone to the computer. What it does is it scans everything, and it's checking all your uh, temporary cache files, all that stuff. Certain apps that like cache extra pictures Facebook actually I've noticed is really famous for it um, and it cleans all that out and I've actually had it remove close to a gig of free space like free up about a gig um, which is quite substantial but on the, actually on a side note on iOS 7 I've noticed that one of the new features is when you go under usage it shows you how much usage all your apps are using and iOS 7 they've now added an option showing you it shows documents and data for everything but I've noticed that it now shows you how much usage you're using for your messages app. And when I looked at it, I was using close to three gigs. So I tend to keep all my conversations just continuously running with people. And you know, you can always load back previous conversations. I usually just keep it forever. I went and cleared out almost all my conversations and freed up two gigs just doing that. So I found that was pretty helpful. But I went back and checked um, all my pre all my other devices and under the usage, the messages is not listed there for uh, how much space is taking up. So uh, hopefully that helps anybody. And uh, that's it. Great show. Talk to you soon. Dick, thanks for the feedback. And folks, go to the settings app, general, and then usage to find the list of how much each of your apps is using on your iOS device. And that again is iOS 7. You have to have iOS 7 to find that. Hi, Rob. In episode 279, a caller asked about an app for keeping track of classes, I use iStudies, I-S-T-U-D-I-E-Z. It's a universal app. And I also use the app Grades 2, which is an iPhone app. They are excellent. Regards, Lou V. Hi, Rob. For those interested in iPhone with a wrist strap, I have been using the Elan Passport Wallet for iPhone from Griffin with great success for all my iPhones. Regards, Charles L. in Hawaii. In the Easter eggs and Siri category comes one about asking Siri who her favorite college football team is. And she says, I always like to root for the underdog. I guess that makes me a fan of Oregon State right now. OSU, by the way, is 25th in the polls. So Siri is rooting for whomever is 25th in the college football polls. 
and then shows you the top 25 poll after she says that. Siri will also answer that question for men's and women's college basketball, but not, repeat, not for baseball, soccer, lacrosse, fencing, volleyball, bowling, rowing, wrestling, water polo, nor badminton. Seems only men's football and men's and women's basketball pique her fancy on the college side. She will answer the question as well for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and MLS. Speaking of Siri Easter eggs, there's another one showing Apple engineers have a sense of humor. Say to Siri, OK Glass, which is the command you would use for Google Glass. And she responds with one of at least six different canned one-liners, such as, stop trying to strap me to your forehead, Rob, it won't work. Or, I'm not glass and I'm just fine with that. Or, I think that glass is half empty, Rob. Or, glass, I think you got the wrong assistant. Or, just so you know, I don't do anything when you blink at me, Rob. Or, very funny, Rob. I mean, not funny, haha, but funny. Thanks to Steve for also sending in all those responses, so I did not have to write them all down. If anyone gets any different responses when they say, OK, Glass, please let us know. Hey, if you want to check out another classic Siri Easter egg, say, beam me up and see some of the different responses Siri gives. My favorite is, sorry, Captain, your tricorder is in airplane mode. Thanks to John for the heads up on this next one, which is an Apple TV report. And it has to do with a new app you'll find on Apple TV. It is for the upcoming iTunes Festival, which will run throughout the month of September. This is a free offering. So this is 30 days of concerts from 60 different artists, including Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake, and even Sir Elton John. Plus, well, of course, 56 other artists. Just look for the iTunes Festival app, and you should see that on Apple TV now. And again, starting September 1st, you'll be able to get two concerts a day throughout the month. Tuesday, August 27th, saw Apple TV receiving some new apps that included apps for the Disney Channel, Disney XD, the Weather Channel, the music video service Vivo, and the Smithsonian. Per previous apps such as HBO Go, the Disney apps require customers to verify their cable or satellite subscriptions before they can watch anything. Nice to see Apple getting more and more content into Apple TV. I know the Disney Channel has been on Roku for some time now, as my kids watch it, so they'll be happy to see it on Apple TV now as well. If you have an Apple TV, next time you check it, you should see the new apps. If not, check your software. You may be well overdue for an update. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. If you haven't checked yet, Disney Channel, Disney HD are currently available if you are an AT&T, Uverse, Charter, Comcast, Xfinity, Cox, Midcontinent Communication, Optimum, or Verizon Fios. Not currently available for DirecTV or Dish subscribers yet. There are no subscriber restrictions for the Weather Channel and the Smithsonian or the Vivo channels. One issue I have found is with the Smithsonian channel, it doesn't have the resume feature like the other apps do. So if you're watching, say, the Star Trek featurette and you need to jump out for a long period, like go to sleep or something, and you want to pick up where you left off, fast forward is your only option with this app. Regards, Thomas in Tuscaloosa. Thanks, Thomas, for the feedback. When you look at what Apple has been adding over the past year to Apple TV, it's almost as if they're trying to build out their own cable TV network. Still, 
a bummer that some of this requires login creds and that only some carriers count. Like for me, SureWest is not one of the approved providers and they will not let me get access to the Disney Channel or Disney XD yet. That they both work fine on Roku and not on Apple TV? Hmm. Quote, Bloomberg is reporting that Apple is to start an iPhone trade-in program this month aimed at getting users to upgrade at Apple stores, unquote. That from a report back in early June? Uh, no. But now the same story is being rehashed. And again, this is happening within a month. And depending on who you read, the trade-in program may start as early as this weekend at Apple stores. Or select Apple stores. 95Mac is reporting it will be on August 30th, and All Things D says they independently confirmed the 95 report. So this weekend, Apple should start their trade-in program, which really now is not the best time for users to take them up on this, because as I understand it, or at least as it's being rumored, you need to then get a new iPhone at that point in time. And you don't want a new iPhone now. You want a new iPhone in mid to late September. According to 95Mac, you must upgrade to a new iPhone on the spot and have it activated on the spot. My recommendation still stands. If you're looking to sell your current iPhone, do it now before the bottom falls out and you can get what you can get. Once a new iPhone is announced, all bets are off on what you're going to be able to get for it. So sell it now, You do a Craigslist, meet somebody at the local police station parking lot. Once this plan is actually launched, we'll go over the specifics. But for now, don't be going out and using the service with the new iPhone right around the corner. One new rumor on the iPhone 5S side is that the new 5S will come not in two colors, black or white, or three colors, gold being the third, but now it will come in four colors, with the fourth color being gunmetal gray, or if you are more politically correct, graphite gray. Pictures are starting to pop up on this. In the last few days, initial pictures were starting with just one SIM tray, which quickly moved to pictures of the standalone gray 5S to pictures of the gold and gray one next to each other. So if you wanted a new 5S and wanted the world to know yours was a new one, but the gold color is just a little too well gold for you, then gunmetal gray may be your cup of tea. Staying on the rumor front for the 5S, one thing we pretty much expected is that there's a new processor, and that would be the A7, considering last year's was the A6 and the A5 before it and the A4 before that. But now comes word that the A7 will be, quote, 31% faster, unquote. This comes from Clayton Morris, or at least seems to track back to Clayton. His tweet was, quote, Sources are telling me the new iPhone's A7 chip is running about 31% faster than the A6, I'm hearing it's very fast, unquote. First, 31% faster is not really very fast, as he puts it, when you consider Apple promoted the A6 as over 100% faster than the A5, which was also presented as 100% faster than the A4. However, maybe the 31% faster is just in reference to the clock speed, but actual performance may be, again, over 100% faster. But I just don't see Apple getting on stage and bragging about 31% faster. It has also been rumored that the A7 could have four cores on the CPU side, and that combined with the 31% increase in clock speed could easily get you to the 100% faster slash more powerful processor. 
Clayton, however, was not done with the rumors. On Twitter, he also said, quote, I have also heard that there's a separate chip devoted to motion tracking. Should be an interesting camera upgrade, unquote, which means hand gestures could be coming, like we have already seen for the Galaxy S4. If true, it will be interesting to see how Apple differentiates its motion tracking features versus that of its competitors. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Is the compass sensor something they are likely to take out of a cheaper iPhone? Regards, Dan. Hi, Dan. I don't think so. The iPhone 5C should, spec-wise, be pretty identical to the iPhone 4S, except for the multicolored plastic case, the bigger screen, and the lightning port. But yeah, other than that, the same as the specs for the iPhone 4S, which means an 8-megapixel camera, Siri, 802.11bgn, Bluetooth 4.0, 1080p, HD video recording, a gyroscope, video recording stabilization, and yes, the compass. I would be shocked if the compass was not in there. Per the colors of the iPhone 5C that it'll come in, it seems white, green, yellow, blue, and red are the top five most seen colors in leaked photos. There was also some shots of a black one, but I believe the photos of the black one were actually fakes and nothing more than cases for the iPhone 5 that look like the rumored iPhone 5C. At this point, I would not bet on black. You ever play roulette? On occasion. Let me give you a word of advice. Always bet on black. But overall, I think the 5C will be very close to the specs of the 4S, which it is basically replacing in the lineup. Please don't think of the 5C as a cheap phone. It is not a cheap or budget phone. This is just a lower priced iPhone. Right now, the iPhone 4, which is the lowest priced iPhone, runs $450 off contract. The 5C will probably be somewhere between $300 and $450. I would guess really in the $349 to $399 range, but if I had to pick a specific price, I'd go with $349. Now, it's very possible the 5C released in the U.S. might be slightly different um, than the one released overseas, maybe $399 for the U.S. one and has all the specs of the 4S, and then the one in China and India and Russia and Brazil and the BRIC nations might be different version with a few features removed, and that might be the $349 version. But even if that happens, I still expect the Compass to still be in there. Right now, I think the biggest question on people's mind is when will the iPhone 5S and 5C be available? Reports from Japan are that SoftBank and KDDI We'll both get the new 5S and 5C, and both will go on sale on September 20th. And okay, so I am kind of officially now giving up on my pipe dream that the iPhone 5S would be announced on September 10th and released on Friday the 13th. I mean, I still think it'll be announced on the 10th, but now more and more evidence is starting to come to the front that September 20th is the date of when it'll be released. T-Mobile is now supposedly blacking out vacations for that weekend. Oh well. I really had hoped Apple was going to do more to put emphasis on people waiting in line to get buzz going again about Apple. But seems they are following last year's schedule step for step. So with both T-Mobile reporting, uh, or it being reported that T-Mobile is going to have vacations and KDEI and SoftBank report of September 20th, it seems more and more likely that September 20th it is. 
Thanks to DR for the heads up on this next one, which is just more backup on the September 10th announced date. This comes from Nuance, and they said in a post to their devs that iOS 7 Goldmaster would be available on September 10th. Nuance is the company behind Siri. So, you know, they have kind of a little bit of an in there with Apple. Of course, it could just be them reading the blogs, but that seems odd to say that publicly. And add to the fact that they took down that message as well, kind of, again, gives more credence and backup to the September 10th announced date. One rumor out there with regards to the 5S and 5C that is not per a September release has to do with a November 28th release, and that is in China. According to China's first financial daily, the new iPhones need to get through government approvals in China, hence a two-month-plus delay of the launch in China. However, gray market iPhone 5Ss and 5Cs will be available on September 20th if you know where to look and have the cash. A few of you wrote in saying that you thought I would enjoy this next article. Can't imagine why you would think that. It's about the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI in a survey they conducted that showed that the majority of malware, malware targeting mobile operating systems in 2012 was intended for Android. Android was targeted 79% of the time, Symbian 19% of the time, iOS was targeted just 0.7% of the time, and Windows Phone and BlackBerry combined were targeted 0.3% of the time. And that was in 2012. As we all know, in 2013, malware, malware, infestation in Android has rapidly expanded and accelerated this year. And 44% of Android users are still using a version of Android that is most at risk to this type of stuff. In a nutshell, they found Android is an unsecure platform, especially for anything older than Android 3.0. Hmm. And why was it that you thought I'd enjoy that story? Thanks to Kevin for the heads up on this next one, which is about a dev who made apps for iOS and Android, same app for iOS and Android, for sale on both platforms. And what he found was on the Android side, he sold 144 copies, yet his app had over 50,000 copies pirated and installed. Yikes. Think about that. 144 paying customers, 50,000 customers that paid nothing and stole his app. Wow. Oh, he had his app set up so he could see the number of installs, if you were wondering. Basically, his app phoned home whenever it was installed. And you wonder why some devs don't even bother developing for Android. By the way, for those also wondering, he reported uh, 1,114 copies were sold on the iOS side during that same period that he sold 144 copies on the Android side. How's it going, Rob? This is Mike from San Jose, California. I know in previous versions of iTunes, there was the option. Uh, I know in the column to the left, you had all of your playlists listed, the iTunes store, movies, podcasts, and whenever you connect your iPhone or iPad, you would see the icon of your iPhone or iPad in the left side column of iTunes. iTunes has been... I'm sure you're all aware iTunes has been revamped. It's new, redesigned, and I don't. I now see the icons up in the toolbar at the top right corner. And basically, what I'm looking for is a way that I can. I just recently got a new MacBook Air, and I I know in previous versions of iTunes, you would see your 
icon of your iPhone or iPad, you could right-click on it and you could click on transfer purchased items or transfer purchases or whatever. And what I'm trying to do is on my new MacBook Air, I just want to sync and transfer over the apps that are currently on my iPhone and my iPad. I know I can go into the App Store and easily re-download them individually, but I know in the past I've done that before. I've been able to right-click on the icon of the specific device and transfer purchases over and and it would transfer everything over to my computer everything that's currently on there i don't see that option i don't know how to find it i was hoping you or your listeners would tell me where i could find that option to transfer over purchases from my iphone and my ipad ipod ipad mini sorry yeah so if you could figure out or help me with how to do that that would be awesome all right rob keep up the good work and hope to hear a response soon bye hi mike First up, one of the first things you want to do on iTunes, if you haven't already done that, when you upgraded and you lost that sidebar, is go to view and then change it from show sidebar to hide sidebar. So once you change it from show sidebar, you click on that, it will then show you that sidebar on the left-hand side. So you will get your uh, devices back. That's the first thing you need to do. Once you do that, then you can right-click on the device and you will see transfer purchases. So get back the sidebar. Then you're able to right-click on the device and transfer your purchases. That simple. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Hello from sunny London, UK. Thought you may like to know of a potential minor tweak in the beta 6 of iOS 7. In messages, when sending group text or iMessage, it shows the initials of each group member that responds on the left side next to the speech bubble. Regards, Roger. Again, from London, UK. Hi, Rob. Regarding the Apple TV rumor you mentioned, you noted that the 42 inches is the most common TV size sold. The more uh, pertinent question is, what is the most common TV size sold to those who would be in the market for an Apple TV? I think we can agree that the average U.S. TV buyer will not be on the market for an Apple TV, which will likely not be inexpensive. By the stats, Apple consumers are better educated and more financially well-off than average. Regards, Jonathan. Well, Jonathan, yes, that's true, but I still think they're going to have the 42-inch in there because even for more educated and more well-off people, 42-inches TVs just fit better in more places. So I do think they'll have a bigger one, but I do think 42-inches, when there's a full-on Apple TV, will be the starting size on the low end, and then they'll have a couple ones bigger than that. Hi, Rob. September approaches, and it's all been but confirmed that the iPhone 5S, or the actually the iPhone 7, will be here and will contain the fingerprint sensor. Isn't it strange that we haven't seen one leaked home button yet? By this time last year, every bit of the iPhone 5 was seen in a thousand leaked pictures. Apple has always fared better maintaining secrecy on the software front, mostly due to the fact that your average Cupertino employee wouldn't be or can't be bribed with a brown bag full of yen. But I can't believe there hasn't been one leak of the home button. Hoping I'm just overthinking things. Regards, Scott O., Merritt Island, Florida. Hi, Scott. I've kind of wondered the same thing. Now, that said, it is possible that Apple has had a tighter control on that part of the iPhone 5S as they bought the company Authentic. So they might have a better control there. But as you note, we have not seen one leaked photo of the home button or the front of the iPhone 5S at all. 
Tim did say he was doubling down on security. We shall see. But yeah, it is a little troubling that this point in time, we haven't seen the front side of an iPhone 5S yet. Hey, Rob, this is Mike from San Jose, California. I'm having a little issue with iTunes. When I connect my iPad mini and my iPhone to iTunes, uh, either with the USB cable or over the Wi-Fi sync, I'm not seeing the option to select and sync my photos. I click on one of my devices at the top of the, I guess, the menu bar. I see summary info, apps, tones, music, movies, TV shows, podcasts, iTunes U, books, and that's it. No photos uh, tab to click on. So I wanted to know, is there some other location where I find and select photos, or is it just a glitch in my version of iTunes, or do I have to turn on photos, or I don't know, it just should be up here with the rest of the tabs. So anyways, just wanted to mention that to you. Hopefully there's a fix for it, or maybe I just have to downgrade to a previous version of iTunes. I'm not all that thrilled with this version. There's just different tabs and buttons in different places. Anyways, I wanted to know if you or any of your listeners are having that issue. All right, thanks a lot, Rob. Now, in fairness to Mike, he actually figured out the problem on his own uh, after I emailed him back asking for a screenshot of what he was seeing. And what the issue was was he didn't have iTunes stretched wide enough. So he just hadn't gotten to see photos. So if you ever have an issue like this, folks, if you're listening and you wonder where photos went, just stretch iTunes, make it a little bit bigger on the screen or scroll over and you'll see the photos there. To my wife, if you are listening, spoiler alert, jump ahead five minutes now. Go, jump, stop listening. All right, funny thing. Remember on the last show, I mentioned I was buying my wife the Soundband headphones and hoping they get here by Christmas? Well, now I really, really need them to get here before Christmas because she came up to me today and she said, you know what I need for Christmas? And then she pulled out her wireless Bluetooth loop earbuds that had just gone through the washing machine. So, yep, definitely need to get that here by Christmas. Uh, And speaking of the Soundband... Uh, They sent an email saying since they hit one of their stretch goals, which was over $400,000 in sales or pledges, they are adding some features. Uh, They will now include a 3.5 millimeter jack to give a wired option to the sound band. And they are upgrading the chip package, reducing power consumption. So that's nice. You get better battery life. So some nice additional features there. Check out the sound band in Kickstarter, two words, sound band. You have until Friday the 13th at 9.14 p.m. to get in on this one. Hi, Rob. I did some searching on your site, and I don't think you featured this particular iPhone-related Kickstarter project yet. Looks interesting, but because I use Mophie Pro, I can't actually use it. What really caught my eye is that they had a low, low goal of $1,500, and with September 10th at 7.48 a.m. Eastern Time being the cutoff, they already have five. 150 backers and pledges of over $29,000. This project is called Tools. Regards, Kevin K. in Mechin, New Jersey. Moochin, New Jersey. I know I'm killing the name of your town again, Kevin. Sorry. But thanks for the heads up on Tools, spelled T-U-L-S, because everyone forgets how to spell once they get on Kickstarter. And what it is, is a credit-sized tool, or actually tools, there's four of them, made either of stainless steel or titanium. Actually, now there's eight when you consider there's two different metals. 
and how they relate to iOS is some of them can also be used as a stand for the iPhone and a wrap for the earbuds. Pricing is $22 for the stainless steel tools and $33 for the titanium one. There are other price breaks if you get more than one, and again, for each type of metal, there are four to choose from. Remember, tools, T-U-L-S, in kickstarter.com. Apple's been busy lately updating a lot of their apps for iOS 7. Find My iPhone was just updated. It seems to be an update more about getting ready for iOS 7 than about adding features, which is pretty much what I'm seeing for all the apps they're updating. Also, right after the last episode, Apple updated the podcast app to version 1.2.2, up from 1.2.1. What's new? Well, they say bug fixes. And that is all that's listed as being new. I'm not going to state the obvious. A .x.x update is much too minor of an update to fix all of the bugs in the podcast app. Just saying. For all you grammar nerds or Nazis, Grammar Girl has a new grammar game app she just released. It's called Grammar Pop HD. It's just a buck ninety-nine in the App Store. Search for Grammar Pop HD, and that would be two words and two letters. And based on constructive criticism I've received in the past, there's more than a few of you grammar Nazis out there saying just am I. Hey Rob, this is Eric from AppChasers.com giving you a call. Second time calling in, and I just wanted to say thanks for everything you do. I had a question for you or your uh, listeners. With the coming um, September event and new iPhones and new maybe new iPads in October, what I'd like to do is use the iPad Mini as a phone once my AT&T contract on my iPhone is up. Just use the iPad Mini for everything. So I wanted to know if your listeners had any experience with that or you using the iPad Mini as a phone, maybe with Google Voice, using GV Mobile or Talkatone. So just wanted to see if there are any insights on that. The other question I had too was with using the uh, iPad Mini. When I run, I use my iPhone, of course, on having a uh, arm strap but I wondered if the listeners or you know of any sort of a case that I could use for running with the iPad mini maybe a, a real slim case that goes over on the back you know over the shoulders just wanted to uh, see if you had any ideas with that okay thanks a lot appreciate it Rob talk to you later Eric thanks for the questions and there's twofold there and I'm gonna throw these out to the audience if you have an iPhone mini that you're using as a phone, as your phone and as the iPad mini both, let us know how you did it. What apps are you using to get calls, to get messages? Uh, what are your favorite apps to turn your iPhone mini into a phone? And if you are using it as a phone or you're traveling with your iPad mini a lot and doing any exercising with it, what case or strap or pouch that are you using for your iPad mini so that you can exercise and run and jog with it. As always, call in your feedback, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi Rob, I have a Gmail account and use Picasa for my pictures. It now seems like I will have to join or open an account in Google Plus to be able to use Picasa and see my pictures. Do you or any of your listeners know of any way to use a regular Google account and Picasa? Thank you, Dennis. Dennis, Picasa is not, well, not my thing. So I'm going to throw that one out there. If anyone is using Picasa, 
were you able to use it without a Google Plus account? I'm surprised. I would assume you would just use a regular Gmail account or Google account. I, I don't know actually if there's anything different. So any Google folks out there, and I know there are a few of you, let Dennis know what he needs to do or if he needs to do anything different or can do anything different to get uh, his use of Picasa. Hello, Rob. I know every year you like to play a bingo card game during Apple's product announcements, each square representing a possible new feature in the new iPhone. This year we've been hearing a lot about iOS 7, the fingerprint scanner, the gold iPhone, the A7 processor, 128-gig storage, the updated camera, NFC, etc., but I have yet to hear news or blogs about a feature I believe that has great merit. It's the new wireless protocol, 802.11.ac. I think it will show up in the new iPhone, iPad, iPad mini, iPod touch, Apple TV, and so on. And with that, I believe that this deserves a square on your bingo board. Regards, Kevin in Bountiful, Utah. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for the feedback. But I think you're probably one year too early for 802.11.ac. The number of access points available on the market are minimal, but more importantly, it was not until June that the Wi-Fi Alliance even started certifying on AC uh, draft standard, and it is likely that the iPhone 5S was already done and in testing in April or May at the latest, and ratification of the draft for 802.11.ac is not expected until February of 2014. So again, I think you're at least one year too soon on that. Maybe it makes it on the bingo card for September 2014. Sure, there are some early AC access points on the market and that were out there in late 2012, but with the standard not finished, I just don't see Apple putting AC into any of the iOS devices at this point. Who knows? Maybe you're right, but I'm not likely going to put that one on the bingo card. Sorry. Hi Rob, I heard about an app that can clean up old temp files and overwrite previously deleted files to ensure they cannot be recovered. It does this by writing over the free space on your iOS device, effectively filling it, then deleting its own data. It's called iClean. Well, yes, we talked about that in the last episode. Do you know if this utility is safe to run on a jailbroken iPhone? Regards, Mike. Uh, Mike, I... Didn't try running it, but if anyone out there has run iClean on their jailbroken iPhone and had any issues, please let us know. Or if you didn't have any issues, let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or you can send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. Is there a tweak that'll let me see what my CPU is doing in the corner of my screen like on Android? Regards, Michael C. Michael, I'm not aware of one, but if anyone out there is, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Macworld had a nice article titled Fact or Fiction, 9 iPhone and iPad Battery Saving Techniques Tested. Number one, screen brightness affects battery life. True or false? Well, duh. True. Uh, two, AirPlay streaming from my device to a TV will quickly drain my battery. Actually, on that one, nope, not true. Not compared to playing the video right on your device, that is. See item one for why. And, well, I will not go through the full list, well, because, you know, that kind of be plagiarism. I will say some are pretty common sense, like number eight, airplane mode saves battery life. Hmm, do you think turning things off could save battery life? Who would have thunk? Anyway, it's always good to refresh on these items. 
Look for the link in the show notes titled Fact or Fiction for episode 280 at todayinios.com. Okay, one more news story, and this one comes from the Dumber Than Dumb Criminal Department. These two guys lifted, stole, absconded a woman's iPhone in the UK. They then went off on a nice day trip to the beach, I guess to celebrate their newfound ill-gotten gains. And they, like other dumb criminals, started taking pictures of themselves with the stolen device. And they were taking pictures of themselves in their underwear at the beach. And we know this because, you guessed it, the owner had PhotoStream enabled and the pictures were then sent to the owner. The owner of the iPhone said, quote, I'm guessing these gentlemen aren't quite aware of how iPhones work, unquote. Think? Photos of said idiots were turned over to the police, and well, justice is just around the corner for these gents. Sadly, however, no more photos will be coming our way as the owner has blocked use of the phone using Find My iPhone. Hi, Rob. This is Seacard from Smithers, British Columbia. I have a question for you and your audience, which maybe, hopefully, somebody can shed some light on. I use Outlook 2010, Office 2010. I have birthdays entered for some of my contacts in the birthdays field in Outlook. I also sync my contacts to my iPhone 4S with um, Exchange Active Sync via Outlook.com. Now, the funny part is that it seems all my birthdays on the iPhone show as one day ahead of where they should be. I checked I checked in Outlook, from, for instance, uh, May 28th, you know, 1973, somebody's birthday, and then on the iPhone it will show May 29th. And this seems to be the case for just about everything I've seen so far, and I was wondering if anybody has any clue why this could be or what could cause this. Appreciate it. Uh, love your show, and I look forward to all the fun, fun news and announcements that are coming up about the iPhones, new iPhones, and iOS seven. Take care. Bye bye. Well, folks, if anyone thinks they have a solution to this problem or have seen this and fixed it, let us know. Two zero six 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 three six four. That's two zero six Moon Dog, or send an email to today and iOS at gmail dot com. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I'm looking for a camera app that can take photos from the front camera and the back camera at the same time in the same picture, just like some other devices out there that we're not going to name. Maybe you or your listeners can help me. Regards, Elon from Israel. Folks, if you know of an app that can do what Elon's looking for, send us an email or give us a call. Hi, Rob. I have the iPhone 5 running on iOS 6.1.4 and recently started backing my phone up to my computer instead of iCloud. Now, I never had this problem with iCloud, but when I switched to my computer is when things started to get funky. I was away from my computer at camp. My phone had about 40 notes. I came back and it only had eight. Later that night, the rest got deleted. My dad has had the same problem, and he has an iPhone 4, iOS 6.1.4, backed up to our other Mac, both running uh, OS 10 Lion. Question on why this is happening. Anyone know uh, what's going on and how to fix it? Regards, the Figmeister. And you know what? I had this problem too, and I thought it was something I did. So 
if anyone out there has a solution to this one, please let us know what's going on and why sometimes notes are getting deleted when you sync up your device. And those are notes that were created on your iOS device. And when you sync up, it just wipes them clean. So please, anyone with any thoughts on this, send us an email, give us a call. Hi, Rob. I have an iPod Touch and love the apps and games available on the App Store. But I also have an iPod Classic that plays awesome click wheel games. Where in the world did these click wheel games go? I was browsing the iTunes store and iTunes the other day and realized they weren't in there anymore. If you or your audience knows where I can get these games, that would be greatly appreciated. Anyway, love the show. Keep the good work. Regards, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. I also have one of the old iPods that use those click wheel games. I remember having that for the first color iPod classic, whatever you want to call it, I, the first color iPod. And I remember on the show, we talked about when there was an announcement, Apple actually made an announcement that those games were going away. So they did pull them some time ago. And obviously the reason they were pulled was, well, they had another app store with quite a few other apps that were doing quite well versus those that probably weren't doing so well in comparison. But yeah, Apple did kill those off and there was an announcement about it some time ago. I can't even remember when and I can't find anything in my show notes, but um, they're gone, probably gone for good. As an FYI, the one I had, I had the uh, poker one, which I thought was really well done. Quick little shout out to my other podcast, Podcast 411. New episodes coming up this Friday, which will be, what, the 30th? Yes, yeah, so Friday the 30th. Of August, I will have a new episode 226, and I have special guest Rich Eisen from the NFL. So Rich Eisen will be on. Uh, you'll get to hear about why the NFL decided to do podcasting and some other stuff. So good interview with Rich. I hope you check it out. Episode 226 of Podcast 411. And hey, I made it through the episode with my allergy attack. And before we go today, I wanted to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email it into the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for a new artwork feature that you've created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show and your feedback is greatly desired. If you want to know when new episodes go up, look at the TII app. Not just as the best way to consume the show, but also a great way to get push messages when a new episode goes live or there is other iOS breaking news, which there should be plenty of in the next few weeks. Just $2.99 in the App Store, it helps you get the most out of the show and it helps support the show at the same time. Plus it makes it really easy to email or call the show with your feedback. Again, search for TII in the iTunes App Store. And that folks is going to do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host Rob from Today in iOS reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
I like it a lot.